Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up, especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today, we've got Sarah Meadows, Kevin Delp, Melissa Delp, Ryan Pills, and Psychic Larry in in the the house. house. Welcome, welcome. We're missing a few team members this week. They're off on a business trip, but uh, we will be holding down the fort here at Tantrum House this week. So what's some games you've gotten to the table recently? Kevin? Well, I've been able to play a game called Sorcerer's Arena Epic Alliance. Actually, it's called Disney Sorcerer's Arena Epic Alliances a few times now. And um, it is basically, there's a core set of characters, and you're picking a few of those characters and basically doing a battle arena sort of type game where you're playing cards and hitting your opponent. Um, It's two to four players, um, but usually it's team versus team or 1v1, and you're trying to basically get enough crowns to uh, win the game 20 crowns each character has different crown points so one character might be a little bit more bigger but and they're going to get more points if you can uh, knock them out and some of the characters are a little bit less uh, have less health and if you knock them out you're just going to get less uh, crown points but you're trying to get 20 crown uh, to win the game Uh, melissa has played it and i believe ryan has played it as well i have in fact you played it against me so (laughs) and i won Ryan really barely yes. barely pulled it out there Ooh. in a second at the end there. Yeah. Let me guess. Were you shoving people with Gaston? Uh, I did once. Yeah, mostly I was just tanking with Sully because he he gets a lot of uh, health there and you know trying to steal the victory point locations. The problem that came in is I probably should have run in and run out and let Ryan just sort of like not be able to move because he didn't have that many cards to play. He had a, he was very card poor throughout the game like Melissa was the last time we played. Oh, oh! did you have the combination again with Aladdin and Dr. Facilier? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was banishing Ryan's cards like left and right. And he had like one or two cards in his hand. But he was still able to do very well. That is correct. I, <laughs> yeah. I am excited to play this soon. We will be doing a tournament-style um, set of playthroughs with this, and we're all going to kind of take on a character from the game. You'll, we'll play with three each but um, and use them together. I guess kind of like if you think Smash Up, where you're putting decks of cards together um, and battling it out tournament-style. So I'm taking on the role of Ariel. Hopefully she's got great powers. She does really well at healing people and, like, moving around the board, like swimming. So Perfect. she does really good at that. Um, so, yeah, everyone has a thematic sort of thing that they can do, deck of cards that they're going to get them special powers. And um, they hopefully can work work off of each other. There's ways to upgrade your characters in, during the game, um, get special traits. And, um, yeah, 
we are basically all taking one of the characters and then throughout this tournament style, hopefully we can sort of have this little bracket going on and seeing who uh, who can be the ultimate champion of Disney's uh, Sorcerer's Alliance. I've heard that there may even be some costumes, maybe not for every character. Oh, but well, yes. Yeah, there, there will be some type of costume. Well, I was given the character Demona from Gargoyles, so um, we'll not really some, sure what I'm going to do get with you some that wings. one. We'll get you some wings. What's Demona's special like? Does she have a special character, like um, animal um, friend? She, she has. Uh, no, she's already a gargoyle. Okay. <laughs> we'll get you some masonry. That you can... <laughs> we'll figure something out. We'll let you perch on the top of the calyx <laughs> as a gargoyle. <laughs> So definitely check out those playthroughs coming soon to our YouTube channel. What else have you guys been playing? Katie and I have uh, been dabbling a little bit with the Lords of Waterdeep app with all of the expansions. It's been a lot of fun. I can't seem to win. And I don't know that she knows what she's doing. So it's (laughs) 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 just I need to stop getting those cursed skulls. And uh, but yeah, otherwise, it's it's a lot of fun. How about you, Larry? What have you been playing? What did we play? Uh, we played the new Viticulture. Sure, we can we can finally talk about that. Yay! Oh, we're not. Supposed to... Shh! <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Um, I actually hadn't played the original Viticulture. Oh, Don't... I thought you said you had played it. I haven't. Don't hate me in the comments, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a cool game. Uh, this one is cooperative. Apparently, the other one is not cooperative. Um, that is a true statement. I know a little bit. That's about it. About the original. There there are some cool things that the cooperative version does. Um, if you play your grande worker, you can trade an item with another player. And I feel like you really need to be working together to win the game cooperatively. Yeah, to beat the scenario that yeah. they give you. There's some, some different difficulty levels that come in the box. And um, it seemed rather difficult on easy if you weren't using some of the extra bonus things that you get to do, like trading and and helping each other out through the game. Yeah, it's a little more than just we're all trying to do our own thing to get to the end. Yeah, (laughs) It's a little more we should probably help each other to get to the end. Yes, there are, I believe, seven scenarios, seven continents, and they each focus... On a different part of the world, except he did not do Antarctica because there's no actually winemaking and grape growing there. So instead, he did the fictional world of Green Gully, which is from Charterstone, if you're uh, familiar with that game. So the the characters on those cards are the Charterstone characters. Oh, I remember Charterstone. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I tanked bad in that game. Yeah. In was, a lot of the games. Was that the last time? <laughs> was that like the last time we used that 360 camera? I think it is. I don't know what happened to that thing. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun having our 360 it camera. It got but packed it, away with Charterstone and never to be yeah, seen again. It, it The camera quality <laughs> on 360 cameras is not that great compared to regular cameras. Yeah. So it was very low res. It was hard to read the board even though it was... Not very far away from the board. It was a fun gimmick while it lasted. It was. 
So anyway, we do have a playthrough of Viticulture mm-hmm. World that you can watch to kind of see how it flows and how the players work together and if they do well. Mm-hmm. Watch us win, maybe. Hopefully we Potentially. Win. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't recorded it yet, so we'll true. see. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Jonah's joining us. Hope normally, like... Maybe he'll carry us. Maybe. No, no, he's more of a competitive That's player. That's what I was like. Me and Jonah and Larry seem like competitive players. We, you, you we guys have gonna, to work together. Like, I, do I am not going to give you the grapes. Games, you cannot have my grapes. I need them. I'm calling it now that the spirit of cooperation is not going to be high. It's going to be a disaster, it but be. it'll be a great playthrough. Play yeah, that's right. Cool. Well, why don't we jump into our Kickstarter conniption? Kickstarter conniption! This episode, we'll be talking about four games coming to crowdfunding platforms the last week of April and the first week of May. Kevin, start us off. Yes, we have actually five games. Oh, we have five. That's okay. Excuse you didn't me. Include yourself. I did. Oh, oh do you? That's okay. One, We're two, all... three. Oh, Larry didn't. Put oh, Larry faked her out. Oh. Okay. He did fake me out. So five games. All right, okay. Kevin, start us off. This first game is from 25th Century Games. It's called Ra. You might be familiar with Ra. This is actually a reprint of the old 1999 classic game called Ra from Reiner Knizia. It's actually coming to GameFound April 26th. Uh, 25th Century has put a whole new, um, not only illustrations, but also components on this game. There's some extra stuff in the box as well. We have a pre-production copy. I mean, what mm-hmm. we have here is very, very nice. Um, one of the things that you notice right away are the components in the game. Um, the I do have to say, Chad doesn't... Chad. Elkins does not skimp on components no, no, oh. for his games at 25th century. Um, the bags are so nice and like the. Ooh, very decorative. Very decorative and uh, just looks nice on, in the ta- on the table as you're pulling uh, the different tiles out of the bag. The tiles themselves are um, in a plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, mm. everything looks really nice. The one thing that you notice right away is the Ra token. And it's very important in the game because you can invoke Ra mm-hmm. um, throughout the game. And sometimes players like like entice other players like through their speech to be like, you should invoke Ra right now. Or mm-hmm. you shouldn't invoke Ra. And invoking Ra starts a bidding auction yeah. round, which is the whole port in the game. Right. This token is like chunky. It is at least... It's at least an inch thick. It's, it's, a, it's at least an inch... It's over an inch thick. Yeah. It's an inch thick. And then it's like three to four inches high. And um, yes. So think of like a meeple, but three inches or three inches high and an inch thick. Yeah. But but custom cut with, um, is it screen printed? Mm-hmm. Screen yeah, printing. screen printing on it. Basically, nice. it's just short of a bludgeoning weapon. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Um, all, all the, everything looks really nice in yeah, there. Yeah, I do like Ian O'Toole's artwork on this. It is It is very nice. It's very well done. So um, if you're not familiar with ROP, it is a um, push-your-luck bidding type game where you are, when it's your turn, you're pulling tiles out of a bag. And they have, like, Nile rivers and artisans and, like, pharaohs and monuments. And you're pulling them out, trying to basically set collect 
the these different kinds, but if you pull out too many of the wrong tiles, you basically are ending your turn. So, yeah, there's a lot of things going on in the game, and there's bidding, trying to bid on the different uh, tiles as well. So, I I really enjoy I, this game. I enjoy this game as well. I'm so, glad that it is coming back to the market. So, I've seen three iterations of this. The original one back in the um, early 2000s. And kind of the yellow box. Yeah, that yellow sort of box. It has sort of the same size uh, box that's going to be currently in. Um, and then Asmodee sort of bought their rights, and they did a huge, like, ticket-to-ride style, style box. I liked some of the things, but one of the things I did not like about it was that a lot of the artwork was very similar to each other, so you couldn't tell what you were pulling out of the bag what it was. So one of the things that this reprint has done, all new artwork, very, very well distinctives between all the different kinds. Yeah, and it's very important to know the types of tiles at a glance because certain tiles will cause other ones to score or cause things not to score. And sometimes in some of the other versions, it was a slight nuance. This one, it seems like from what we've seen, it's very clear. Mm -hmm. Another thing I really like... Yes, is player board, something that you didn't really have in the previous versions, but there is a section for each of your tiles, and it tells you how they score, and it it looks like it's very organized, so you can look and see what you have. Oh, I don't have a flood, so my river tiles aren't going to score until I get a flood. These tiles on the right side of my board are going to go away at the end of the round. The tiles on my left side stay. So I think it's going to help, especially new players, really um, understand how the tiles work together during the game. Well, that's Ra from 25th Century coming to GameFound April 26th. Melissa, what do you have? On April 26th, Garf Hill Games is bringing Wayfarers of the South Tigris. I believe this is the first game in their new um, South Tigris line. So you have the North Sea. We've been waiting. You have the North Sea. You have the West West Kingdom. Kingdom. And now the South Tigris. And this is set during the about 820 AD of the... Abbasid Caliphate. And basically, we're in Baghdad. So kind of uh, Middle Eastern. And you're explorers, cartographers, and astronomers. And you are mapping the area surrounding the land. You're mapping the waterways. You're managing caravans of workers and equipment. And as with most Euros, the goal of the game is to have the most victory points at the end. I really, really like this theme. The original trilogy that they did was the North Sea trilogy. Then he did the West Kingdom trilogy. I really think I like this Wayfarers South. Is it South Sea? Was Tigris. South Tigris. I personally think I like that theme the best out of the three. So uh, I don't know. I kind of liked the middle one, the West Kingdom, but I haven't actually played any of these games yet. So, but the new one's better than the other ones, then. Sure, that's that's what Kevin says. Um, anyway, if you've enjoyed the other series by Garfield Games, and this is designed by Shem Phillips and S.J. McDonald, then check out Wayfarers of the South Tigris. I believe it's coming to Kickstarter, but these days a bunch of games are now also on GameFound, so 
just check, check both places. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. The Raiders is still one of my favorites, but I'm very glad to try and get this one to the table whenever it comes out. So, All right, Ryan, what are you looking at? Coming May 3rd from Bedouin Games is The Flood. Not The Flood from Halo, <laughs> if uh, that's what you've sparked your imagination first. It is about the biblical flood. In this, you are trying to create a supply chain of huts and camps um, to collect enough resources to build the ark and survive the deluge of the flood. Um, there are 140 plus miniatures in this, so it's a wow. It's a Euro style game with a lot of miniatures, some resource collection. Um, there is an event deck as the weather gets worse, uh, different benefits and penalties will occur. And there's, I think there's like four different mechanics on uh, that they've included in order for you to be able to trade your cards, your resources for what you actually need. So you can trade with players, you can trade with the market at a uh, decreasing rate, you can roll a random die roll and try to trade for a random amount of goods. And then I think you can trade with a merchant and possibly get um, some special building cards or other uh, bonus cards that way. So there's just a lot going on. It looks interesting. I think the concept is interesting. Um, building up the arc, trying to trying to race against the upcoming flood. But I find it uh, a little strange that it's not cooperative as far as I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you trying to get the other yeah. people out? So basically, like, build, build your arc first, I, I guess. You know. Drown the other players. Yeah, so uh, check it out. It looks... That's hilarious. Looks really cool. Uh, there's some inset boards where you put your pieces. Player boards, I always appreciate the inset player boards. Um, definitely check out The Flood coming May 3rd. What do you got, Larry? Coming to Kickstarter, I believe. Uh, April 26th uh, is G.I. Joe Mission Critical uh, by Renegade Game Studios. Uh, this is a miniature, cooperative miniatures board game for one to five players. Um, your goal is to stop Cobra in locations around the world. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> And try to defeat the Cobra Commander himself to save the day. Um, they use uh, the Guardian system, providing a tense, challenging, and cooperating cooperative gaming experience. Um, I know when I was little, I loved playing with the GI Joe miniatures mm -hmm. a lot. I mean, I didn't, but I I know of. <laughs> we used to play them during the summertime all day, every day, since we weren't doing anything else, but. Yeah, seems like an interesting little miniatures game. Um, if you're into the G.I. Joe. Oh, here they come. There you go. Memories. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> uh, so, G.I. Joe, Mission Critical, coming to Kickstarter, April 26th. Sarah? Coming to GameFound on April 26th is Damask, 
This is from a designer, Barbara Burfoot, and from Radical 8 Games. Uh, they have another game that I have gotten to check out, um, Die of the Dead, um, which is based on Dia de los Muer Muertos, um, Day of the Dead. And um, that one is a an interesting dice game where you're trying to upgrade dice doing different uh actions um and there's these really cool little coffins for that game this game you are um involved in the trading center in damascus along the silk road and you are gaining um silk tokens from the spinning wheel and in the center everyone is drafting from and then you will use them to um weave your damask patterned cloth and then you will be putting patterns together and trying to plan ahead um, laying the cards out um, you'll get bonuses at the end of the game based on what patterns are next to one another and knowing um, when you might be able to help others but whoever has the most money will win the game so that is coming to game found called damask from radical eight games now, next segment, uh, mostly will be me talking about it because Will isn't here. But I did want to um, just chat a little bit about my time at Proto ATL um, this last weekend. Uh, will and I had a chance to attend, and um, we were there two of the four days, and we got to play tons and tons of prototypes most of them were in the later stages of prototyping um, but we did have some impromptu game designing going on which was super fun um, I got to play um, a game JB Howell is working on you may know him he's done flotilla and um, Papillon Papillon few other he's got several games that will be coming out over from several different publishers um, usually he does heavier um, type games, and um, I played one that was a very fun, whimsical game. I learned something new. He It was kind of a hot air balloon game theme, um, and that was something that he had grown up doing. And um, so there was all kinds of terminology and things in the game that I had no idea. It was, it was kind of fun learning about it, but it was a um, kind of a... A little bit of take that you had cards and they had the, everybody had cards that were the same cards and you shuffled the whole deck and then you were dealt cards so you're going to get some cards you know other players cards in your hand and if you play it you make that person take the action all the actions on the card and not all the actions are good actions <laughs> so you're making a pile of cards that you have committed for the round and your hot air balloon has to travel a very specific distance and then drop their little sandbag on this bullseye below you. And so we were joking, like, um, I'm, I made one of the other players go way too far and their bulls or their bag drops, you know, like, Oh, I'm just going to chuck it on Sarah's house type of thing. <laughs> just randomly on the map. Cause they're way off, but, uh, it was a fun little game. Um, I was going to say, I really enjoy hot air balloon type games. Yeah. Islands in the mist, um, mm -hmm. from last year. I really enjoyed <laughs> that. 
Um, Larry, I think you played that. Yeah. You're moving your hot air balloon around. There's another S- game. Someone was stuck in the corner, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? Yeah, that was me. Was it like Cloud Nine? Is that what it's called? Or something like that where you actually like, are it's a balloon, hot air balloon race? Yeah, I think so. It may have been rethemed to something else, hmm. but yeah, some friends of ours have that version. I've always enjoyed hot air balloon games. Yeah. Yeah, this one was like very much tied to like a race. And like I had no idea. Like there's um there's more to the game than just but it was a, a quick filler game when she was like, I usually never design these types of games. So Do you it was know something who's to- publishing it? Um, no, it's not signed yet. Mm. So it All was right. fun to play and hopefully somebody picks it up. There we go, with kids. Um I also gotta play another one um that JB Howell is working on. He's still in development with it. Um but he um, co-designed it with Don Riddle. Um, Don Riddle passed away about a year ago from COVID, and um, JB has been working hard to try and finish the game and then um, publish it or get it design pub, a publisher signed and get it um, finished up so that he can um, have that published in Don Riddle's name. Cool. So um, we got a chance to play it. This is definitely one of a, what a game that Melissa and I would crush all the competition. Um, it's a gauntlet throne. It's a space themed game where you are viewing the night sky and you're trying to put different pieces next to one another on this grid. And I was like, Oh, Melissa and I would be, <laughs> uh, Taking, doing the throwdown, trying to beat each other to have the best board. It, it was a very enjoyable game, and he's real close to finishing up the design on it. So um, one nice thing about this event, Proto-ATL, there are several publishers that come, and you can pitch your games to them. Um, there's lots of games that end up getting signed over the weekend. And then there's lots of designers, and if you even if you're not a designer, you can still attend and just be a play tester. Um, so that's what I was doing. I was just I didn't have a design, but I was there just to play test games. And then um, you can have the opportunity to offer feedback. They want to know, you know, and and this is a lot deeper feedback than you might normally um, give somebody. Um, I mean, we're going over very minutia things in the game like oh this is how I felt when we were trying to score this at this one round and I didn't feel like I had enough time to do this type of action it didn't you know just very detailed going over some of them um, other games may not be that far into development so you might just be oh this was you know, I like this portion, or maybe we should think about not using this mechanic because it makes it hard to do these types of actions or something like that. So mm-hmm. um, a game that I also enjoyed, and it was just a goofy, fun game, um, was, um, also by 25th Century. We mentioned them earlier. It was called Mutton Busting. Um, harkens back to... <laughs> Mutton Busking. Mutton Busting. Okay. Do you know what that is, Kevin? No, but I was going to say, I know what busking is. I don't know what busting is. <laughs> Does anybody else here know what mutton busting is? No? Mm, is, is mutton a type of a meat? Sheep? Yes. It is where little kids try to ride a sheep as far as they can in the arena. And it's usually smaller boys. And they, the, they, let the, they grab on the back, their back 
and the sheep is ready to run and they try and hang on for dear life for as long as they can. So it is a super goofy dice game. Uh, it is designed by Matt Wolf. He is the designer of Squaring Circleville that we played recently. And you're just rolling the dice. So one person is playing, trying to stay on the sheep. And the other players are the sheep. And they're trying to buck you off. So they're trying to just, as fast as you can, you're rolling as the sheep to try and knock the other player, the player who is the sheep off. And then if you are riding the sheep, you are trying to roll higher and higher each time you go pressing. I mean, it's like a pressure luck where you have to... just yell stop if you feel like you are not going to be able to roll. So if the other sheep roll um, all of their numbers before you yell stop, you have fallen off and you get no points. So you have to kind of pay attention to what they're doing, but it's just super fun. And then there's like goofy things. Um, If you've ever played winner, winner, chicken dinner, um, there's some of those cards. So you have to maybe say a goofy phrase or, give everybody high fives or something to slow down the sheep while you're racing. So, um, super that, that game probably won't be coming out till next year. Uh, maybe sometime, um, after tantrum con next year. So, um, but it was fun getting to play it and offer some suggestions like, Oh, it'd be super goofy if you did this. Um, I also got to, um, I, I watched, Nate Bivens and Will, my husband, and um, Andrew um, work on a game. They had talked over dinner. We had some barbecue for dinner, and they came back and were like, oh, we'll just play some games. But while we were there at dinner, they were like, it came up that Nate had become um, a pitmaster judge. So he had to get certification to judge barbecue competitions, and they thought we should make a game out of this. <laughs> so that's funny, yeah. So they very quickly came up with some ideas for a game. So I'm interested to know if this ends up going anywhere. No idea, but they all thought it was great that they came up with an idea at dinner and then ended up starting a game. I don't know of any other. Um, barbecue competition games hmm. out there, but interesting board game brainstorming over barbecue. That's right. I would definitely love to become a barbecue pitmaster judge. I agree. I think that would be. I as much as I love barbecue, I feel like. Uh, I feel like I could eat get, enough barbecue to judge. Get paid to. Uh, that's right. Eat get paid to eat barbecue. That's that. That would be great. Um. Another game that I got to try out um, was a, I don't know what the t- new title is. Um, Dave Abelson has um, a couple of designs that he's done in the past. And one of them, he, um, I think he brought it to Kickstarter in a group of games. It was called Woke. Um, and it was a two-player only game. And it had a grid of hexes that you are moving your character around based on a die roll and it mathematically works out that you'll be able to have a certain number of choices each time you move. So super interesting how the movement works in the game. Um, but he was approached by a street artist in, up in New York city and they, he wanted to do a collaboration together. And so he's rethemed his game. So it is now a street art 
themed game. That's cool. Like, yeah. Like the, graphically. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, the, I, I should have looked up the artist's name before now, um, but he's prolific. He has been commissioned. Um, it's not just like random graffiti stuff. He's got um, some very specific works that he's done. He's got hundreds and hundreds of works, and there are, a lot of them are featured in the game. Um, and he's been commissioned by Macy's and a few other larger companies in New York um, to do murals on some of their buildings. So really cool, and it should be... Um, coming to either Kickstarter or GameFound um, sometime eventually this year. So they're going to do a collaborative. It'll probably be on Kickstarter because he's going to be doing some of his artwork will be sold with the game. and um, But it's interesting. He is custom creating art just for the, the player um, pieces and the hexes that are all out on the board. So I'm really looking forward to see how those turn out because his art was amazing, really great art. So um, that seems like a really cool collaboration, and I wish we had some more of that in the industry. I feel like that's somewhere we have really great artists in the industry, but I feel like we could move beyond and do some more things like this with some other Yeah, um, I feel artists. like um, Flamecraft kind of did that yes. with the art of Sandra. That's the... One with all the dragons mm-hmm. and the bread baking dragons and all of that. What's that game that we backed a long time ago and it just failed miserably? Oh, well, that was Wizard School. And I it love was. love the artwork for that. Um, it was oh, a different artist, too. Karen Hallion, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. And. So that was another collaboration. Right. I think Hank Green was involved. Oh, maybe. that Kickstarter was a bomb. So basically, yeah, this is. Did they, have like a good, eight years. did they have a good game? No, that's no, the reason. The oh, art was oh, cool. But all they didn't the, have a great game. The game it. stunk. <laughs> Basically, we couldn't figure out how to play the game. Oh. And even in the roles, it was kind of like, do what you want. And then the player pieces were like the little pawns you would like, find in Sorry. Yeah. Oh. And then it was like, roll the dice. And I was like, what are we rolling the dice for? <laughs> like, oh. For magic. And then there's like you're playing cards to like like to beat each other up or whatever I forget and like level your characters up. Like the art was really cool, like this wizard school art, and we kept some of the cards and threw the game away. Oh, so yeah, this one is the other way around. The gameplay is solid, and Dave moved it from just a two player only to a up to four player game. Um, and then the artwork has been added in, and it actually works very well with how the theme works. It kind of has an interesting movement around the board, a little bit of area control, and then almost kind of a Century Spice Road type of set collection using the resources on the area control portion to um, purchase the artwork that you're gaining throughout the game. So, um, yeah, super interesting. Um we got to hang out with um, several other people in the industry. Um, the There are some gaming groups that work specifically on just designing games. There's a North Carolina group that works on um, developing games and designing games. And we got to hang out with a lot of them. And then we also, um, let's see, Pandasaurus was there. Elf, Elk Creek was there, The Op was there, Keymaster Games was there, 25th Century, and I know there were several others, I'm just not even mentioning, these were just the ones I'm thinking of on the top of my head, um, 
But yeah, we had a great time hanging out, checking out some games that will be coming out over the next couple of years. So see how they get better as they are developed even more with the feedback um, us and all the other playtesters there got to give. And uh, yeah, so very cool. If you ever are in the Atlanta area in April, around April, um, Proto ATL is a great event if you like checking out some stuff that you can't just get on the shelf yet. Cool. Well, I think that wraps up today's podcast. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll come back and hopefully more people will come back from their business trips like Will and Jonah. Yeah. And maybe someday we'll talk about Moon Knight. Ryan is itching to talk about <laughs> Moon Knight. I, I think I need a few more episodes under my belt. Before okay. I, I agree. I've, I've I watched them, but I... <laughs> but I have not watched any, so I'm going to... Like, if you're going to talk about it, I'm not going to talk about it. you know how long the show is? Is it only like six episodes? Nope, no clue. Eight? I, I think I heard it was something around six. I think it's six. I don't feel like that's long enough. No, it's not. Because <laughs> okay. we're, we're already three well, in at this recording. And, uh, I'm going to close my ears. Hour, if they're an hour apiece, that's six hours. That's more than a movie. I know, but the, but I don't far, feel like it's enough. far enough in the storyline. Yeah, I agree with that. La, 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 Just the fact that they killed off all of the characters. Yeah, Thor died. Whoop. Oh man! No, sorry. No, actually, just released the uh, Thor: Love and Thunder the trailer um, for trailer it. today. So yeah. I, I saw it, but I didn't have any sound on, so I just saw the pictures. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to talk about that after the show. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650.